Welcome to a talk from St. Saviour's Sunbury. We hope you are really blessed by hearing it. All right. Welcome, guys. Uh, let's give these guys a round of applause for coming out. Woo! Thank you, guys. Just your presence. Just your come. presence is, uh, is every time. All righty. So these guys are just going to share a little bit about, uh, about themselves and uh, answer some of the questions that you guys had for them. Um, so yeah, feel free to take notes of their infinite wisdom <laughs> and uh, prepare to, be, to have your minds blown. First question is, when did you become a Christian? So, um, hi, I'm Ricks. I look after the men's ministry. Uh, the answer to that question is the 11th of April, 2004. <laughs> the answer to that is, what do you actually mean by being, becoming a Christian? Boom. Uh, Hashtag boom. But you know, I, I was 38 before I first ever went to a church voluntarily. And I thought by going to a church, I was becoming a Christian. But later experience told me that I wasn't. I was maybe a believer, but I wasn't a Christian. And it wasn't until I came to this church some eight or nine years ago that the truth came to me and I've changed all sorts of things about me. And I can now truthfully say that I am a Christian and it was only a few years ago. Although I've been going to church for over 54 years. Wow. Um, so your mind was kind of similar, so I kind of cited two points. So I, I went through, I was brought up as a Christian, I was confirmed when I was about 10 years old, um, and I had the same sort of thing, like I, was, I regularly attended church, I was a Christian by the textbook definition of attending church and following Jesus. Um, but then the, the point when I kind of, I had my, my real kind of awakening was I, I spent some time working in South America, uh, and I worked for a charity where basically I saw people who had very little um, living sacrificially, just giving for others, um, just basically their entire way of life and the way they were um, was to, to give everything they had for other people. And that was where I really saw the, the, the clear and pure outworking of what it looks like to, to live as a Christian. And it was, yeah, it was an honor to spend time working with them. And that's kind of where I see my real Christianity coming and flourishing. Cool. So there's a difference between, uh, in your experience of going to church, being a church attendee, and be, being an actual follower of, of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, think, I think, so were you going to say something? Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think for me, it's, um, it's very easy, like I think in, in quite like in, like in Anglican society, we think of like, I'm a Christian because I go to church on a Sunday morning, and like when there are like school or community events, I kind of get involved in that. Yeah. But for me, when you can make that transition of it not being about being in a building, but that it's whole life transformation, and it's everything that we do is, is, is for Jesus, about Jesus, and in his honor, and that for me, when, when that clicks and that drops, that for me is when you become properly Christian. Cool. I was just going to add, um, so I had a different experience. I became a Christian pretty much the day I went to church mm. um, and made a decision. And it was, it, wasn't, it was a different type of church as well. Mm. Um, and it just hit me that God wanted to know, well, he already knew who I was, but it was an invitation to say, do you want to know who I am? And I just mm. went, yeah, I'm in. Um, so a little bit different. Cool. All in. All in. Great stuff, guys. Jesus. Half in, maybe. Uh, next question is... What is your favorite food? Deep, deep profound. Sweet and sour chicken and rice. Yes. <laughs> I was going to go, uh, so I'm the dad joke guy, 
right? So they're going to be quite bad. Um, so the bread of life. Oh, snap. I'm kidding. This is where if we had separate mics, they'd cut yours. Yeah, they'd cut mine. So um, steaks and burgers for me. Um, so, so mine is one of two, and either of these I could eat literally every day, possibly every meal. Um, so I'm not a very good cook. Sarah, my wife, would be testament to that. But I love a cheesy pasta. So literally a one pan, diced veg, cheese, and then more cheese, and then some more cheese on top. Um, the dreams are nasty. Um, but if I'm being cooked for, then I'm a noodles guy. I love noodles. Um, again, probably veggie noodles. And my favorite, a mee goreng. Anyone know mee goreng? They're like a little no. bit spicy. They're Malaysian. They got a bit of they got a bit of punch to them. They're nice. Try them. <laughs> cool. Next question is: Who is your favorite Bible character? Noah. Noah. Right on. Jesus. Are we allowed to say Jesus? No. All right. No. Um, so for me, <laughs> I think this, I think Peter. Peter. Um, I think he's quite relatable. Um, he makes tons of mistakes, so I can relate to him. Um, yeah, I'd say Peter. Mm. You've been copying my answer. Did you get, did you get that as well? <laughs> yeah, still Peter. Peter. He's a character, and uh, he's worth knowing if you get into what he's done and what he says. Two different characters from when he first met Jesus to after his resurrection. Two different people entirely. And that's because the influence of Jesus and the resurrection changed him as a man. Mm. And he became a character who I want to be like. Cool. Great answers. Kind of relevant. So it's about Peter. But, you know, Peter denied Jesus three times. Yeah. And we know that Judas um, betrayed Jesus. So um, it's quite interesting, the two, the two betrayals of Jesus, you could say. Mm. But afterwards, um, Peter... After he did that, he stayed in community with the rest of the Christians. He stayed in community, and he worked through his guilt and shame with the community, whereas Judas didn't. He tried to take it all on himself, and he ended up committing suicide. So I think there's a message in that, in that, um, you know, stay in, a, stay in a, an environment or in a community that, um, you know, you even when you mess up, because, um, you know, through that, you can, you can deal with any, any of those negative feelings and come out the other side. Mm. That's great. Bit of a preach. Boom. Next question, do you like fish? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what type of fish? Oh, what type of fish? Uh, gosh, there's loads, of, there's loads of amazing fish. Pick one. Uh, I like smoked salmon. Boom. Smoked salmon. Delish. With scrambled eggs. Come Delish. on, toast. <laughs> That's a preach. If we're talking about cooked fish, yes. My favorite is sea bass. Ooh, I don't know if I ever had sea bass. Got to try it. Tim <laughs> So this was one of the most challenging questions for me. <laughs> I realized I realize this wasn't put in there as like, we'll catch him out with fish. But mm. so I, I really like the taste of fish and I will eat fish. But um, one of my previous employments is I, um, I worked as a scuba diver. And so I, was, I, I find it like genuinely really conflicted. At one point in my life, I actually wanted to be a marine biologist. Wasn't smart enough, never happened. Um, but it's, it's, so it's like, I do like the taste of fish. I enjoy fish and I do still eat fish. Um, but I also feel really bad about it because I, I love appreciating the, the joy and the beauty of what they look like and actually spending time with them. So I, I enjoy fish, but I feel bad about it. Care for them as beings. I do. Pray about that. Overcome that. <laughs> cool. Next question, deep one. What is the meaning of life? <laughs> so I was going to pass on this one because I was hoping I might be able to learn the meaning of life <laughs> whilst here. Um, but 67? Is that 67? 
that, is that the meaning of life? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? 67. Jim's going to bring the deep answer. I'm not going to answer this question. There, there's whole volumes being written about in an answer to that question. You can't answer it here. What is the meaning of life? Too much. <laughs> Too much. I, Rick's I, I'm going to have a go. I'm going to have a go. So I think the meaning of life is love. I think that's it. That's at the core of everything. Um, so we know in the Bible it says to love God with all your heart and all your soul and to love your neighbor as yourself. And, mm. I, and I think that if, if we all got to a place where we understood what real love is, like real pure love is, and then um, displayed that love to each other, mm. I think uh, that would be the meaning of our existence. Boom. You were listening to the bishop at the wedding, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> Gotcha. That's good. I always thought, I always understood the meaning of life to be relationship with, with God and with people. So I guess you could say loving relationship, but when I think about the meaning of life, look at God created Adam and Eve so that he could have relationship with them. He didn't, he wasn't lacking anything. He didn't need to create them, but he wanted to. Um, so our purpose is to have relationship with him and then uh, with one another. That's, that's kind of my, the way that I always thought about. Yeah, and I think it's it's like it, it's for me it's an evil even balance as well. It's like it's have a relationship with God and with each other. And I, I was actually having a conversation which was partially related to that around. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen like there's a big hashtag going around about the gender pay gap at the moment. Is anyone following like that kind of like thread of news? And um, I was having a conversation with someone um, saying how oh yeah we tried to do that at our work, but it would have meant that the men had to take a salary cut. And I was like. Yeah, mm -hmm. and <laughs> like if you're committed to actually, and it doesn't need to be financial, obviously this is just one small example, but if you are committed to loving each other and looking to serve each other, you need to be partially mm -hmm. sacrificial in that. You need to be able to actually give something of yourself in order to be able to, to actually work out God's image, right? Because yeah, like totally. God gave himself entirely over mm -hmm. and over again. So, yeah. That's great. What if the men gave some of their salary to the women to even it out? Well, if the men gave some of their salary to even it out mathematically, Rick, you would be absolutely bang on the money because that would create parity. Boom. Done. That's it. Well done. That's it. That's the meaning of my life. A plus Boom. B equals. <laughs> cool. Uh, what is your favorite flavor of crisp? Ready salted. Every day. All time. Ready salted? <laughs> the applause. He, he literally dropped the mic. <laughs> Come on, guys. Cheese and onion. It's all about cheese and, cheese and onion. onion. Yes. Boom. No, it's just, just the old salt and vinegar. Yes, salt and vinegar. We, we are a multi-pack right here. We're a multi-pack. That's what I we are. I would go salt and vinegar. Well done, Jim. Salt and vinegar. Cool. What? Okay. Do you prefer Christmas or Easter and why? Okay. So I, I prefer Easter. So you know earlier on, when did you become a Christian? 11th of April, 2004. It was Easter Sunday, which was Ooh, epic. Sentimental. Um, I think, I, think, I think Christmas is fun and it's like epic, so I've got nothing against, against Christmas. But I think the story is that Jesus comes to earth. Um, and it's kind of like when you go to your friend's party, you know, you're all getting ready and you get there. And it's, it's initially like there's a bit of hype and it's all good. It's been a while since I've been invited to a party, just saying. And then um, it's, all, it's all good, but actually Easter's the main event. Easter's where it's all happening. Easter is like, you know, the reason for him to come down on the earth. And so for me, it's probably... Uh, it's, you know, what was the question? This is the one I prefer. Yes. Um, and then combine that with being saved on Easter Sunday. Boom. Um, 
Yeah, so I agree. I, I think that um, theologically, absolutely, for me, Easter is far more important. I actually came down on the other side um, just because I think the, the coming together of family and being around and being able to celebrate, I think, is, is for me, I really enjoy it as a time. Mm. Um, Easter is a hugely important time for me, actually, spending time with God um, mm. but Christmas I have a time when God is at the center and it's really I, th- I find I find Christmas really a lot easier to bring people to God mm. at that time as well because it's like even if people aren't wholly living out their faith or if they're kind of like partial Christian or they not really know what they're doing it's really easy to bring them in to, to, mm. Ch- mm. to Christmas stuff at that time and I think I find it such a welcoming uh, kind of like uh, community kind of time yeah. which is why I think I prefer Christmas that's great yeah, I think, yeah, maybe theologically I might prefer Easter, but on a purely enjoyment level, I love the, yeah, the community feel of Christmas that, you that love, I, I've experienced. You love the turkey, don't you? It's the turkey. It's the turkey. It's you the love turkey. the turkey. It's yeah. the turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen what you look like at Christmas time. You, uh, <laughs> you insulate well. I, I insulate well. <laughs> I, I, in, I inflate well. <laughs> All right. Uh, when did you first encounter God? So I, I slightly changed this question for my own benefit, and so I, 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 took, out the word, I took out the word first because I couldn't really, I couldn't really remember when was first. first. Mm-hmm. But in... Um, in <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wear the weather well. Um, so one of the, the, the most impactful times for me most recently um, was... So I, I work for a charity called Tear Fund, and I have the equal blessing and challenge of going to some, some pretty unfortunate places. Um, and uh, about three years ago, I went on a visit to South Sudan. Um, South Sudan, a quiz book question, newest country in the world, 2011. Um, but South Sudan basically was formerly part of Sudan, and it, were, it, was, it was given independence, to say, a few years ago. And since then, there's still been ongoing uh, civil fighting and war, and it's just absolutely decimated. Um, Tier Fund have a, an amazing opportunity where they're actually able to access um, opposition-held territory, so areas where they're not supported by the government at all. They have no running water. They have no electricity. They have no nothing like it's phenomenal um and we are working out there uh providing feeding centers essentially and i went and i was uh, so <laughs> my job isn't very cool i do like audits and checks and <laughs> really 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 dull stuff um but one of the things we were doing is we were looking at actually how the programmatic work was and there were people that were visiting um, women, mothers and children that had walked for two hours with their children just to come and be given food that they would be given once a day. And it was phenomenal. Like, it was phenomenal to see not only the people that were giving their time to do that work, but the, the, the women that were with children that, at the time... I had a just-born-year-old. <laughs> so a really young baby, um, Isaac, for those of you that know him. Um, and it was, it was, I found it really, really hard because there were children that I, I was watching these kids like literally kind of like huddled on the floor, not knowing if they were still alive or not. And it was, it was heartbreaking. Like I, I, I cried several times, but um, don't judge me. Um, but, um, but it was just for, for me, the, the thing where I really saw um, still God working was that 
even though there were such hardships, such de- depravity in those people's lives, they were still amazingly committed to God and they were still so full of joy and they were still so grateful. The grace and the gratitude that they showed in coming and getting like this small amount of food um, was, was just phenomenal and I was just blown away by it and it made my boring job all the more worthwhile. Really, really humbling, I imagine, too. <laughs> you are really a humble, humble guy. I can't follow that. <laughs> um, uh, so I agree with Matt. I can't remember the first time I encountered God. When I used to live with my parents a long time ago, um, I used to have uh, a bedroom in the loft. And so that was quite cool because you're just away from everything. And you're kind of looking up at the sky. And this one, t- one evening, I think it was, I was reading a book um, and it was about God. Uh, I wasn't a Christian. And then um, I just basically looked to the skies and just took on God. Um, said some words that, you know, probably not, good thing to say but it was just like yeah if you really are god come on bring it let's go right here right now let's do this if you if you if you exist come on show me like who are you like if you if you're so powerful what can you do to me you know that kind of stuff and then um in that moment i used to have this i used to have this um chain it's gonna say necklace there i used to have this chain it's more masculine right it was a, I used to have this chain, and on the chain there was um, proper cheesy, right? Don't judge me either. But there was half of a heart, and the other half of the heart was, um, you know, my, my now wife. Um, so it was like, you know, love of my life, and, you know, love it to bits, and she was... It sounds quite a lot like a necklace, Rick. It does sound a bit like a necklace. It was a chain. It was, it was, it was a chain. It was a chain. But you bought it in the necklace area, right? Yeah, well... Of the store. <laughs> Let's not get sidetracked. Elizabeth right. So, <laughs> so Elizabeth G. No, it was a 24-carat custom-made... Like, it was a, anyway. So anyway, so I got this half-a-chain thing, and I'm like, God, come on then, come on, come on. Are you, what, what are you going to do? And then, I'm not kidding, in that moment, the chain, it was like someone yanked it off and then dropped it. So you know, like, if, if you're wearing it and it falls off, that's something. It just sort of falls down there. It was like someone yanked it off and chucked it down. And I was like, whoa. And it was almost, almost like God saying to me, you know this thing that you love the most? I can take it away from you at any second. Now, the thing that really freaked me out was when I went to pick the chain up, it was, it was, still, in, it was still connected. It wasn't disconnected. So there's no way that chain could have come off my neck mm. unless you, you know, undid the whatever it's called. And it, thank you, the clasp. See, he is a geek. He said it himself. Um, I just know necklaces. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, and that just completely blew me away. And I was like, oh my gosh, I took him on. And he basically said to me, I can take, I can take the most valuable thing away from you in a heartbeat. So I was humbled. In my case, it was about 1971 uh, when I believe he spoke to me. I didn't tell anybody at the time. And I didn't think maybe, maybe I was dreaming. But since those years, since that 1971, he's reminded me three times over the years of that episode. So I know now that he did speak to me. He did mean what he said. What he said to me simply was, don't be afraid, I'm with you always, which of course is something out of the Bible in many ways. But I wasn't a Bible reading much in those days, so I didn't know that. But that's what I heard. And... I thought about it a lot, but as I say, over the years, three times, in various episodes, and I'll tell you about them if you come and see me, it's too long a story. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, he's reminded me three times of that episode. And as it was in a little known village called 
Snows Hill. Ever heard of it? Never. No, Snows nobody's Hill. heard of it. It's a tiny little village. God works Snows like this, Hill. doesn't he? He goes in most unusual places and little things and speaks to you. So this is where it took place at Snows Hill. And um, say three times since. So I know he's spoken to me. I know what he said was true. I know he loves me. And my problem is returning that love. But I know that he does love me in, in as much as I am able to share my love to all others that I meet. And that's what I've tried to do. And as you probably know, um, some of you anyway, I'm a bit ancient, you know. <laughs> if I tell you that I was 14 when the last war started, you can work it out yourself. So I saw the Battle of Britain, the, uh, the blitz I lived through, the buzz bombs and all that nonsense. I served in the army for four years. I've done a bit of world. I've gone around the world. You know, I've done a few things. And um, all before this happened, in those days, I didn't know God at all. But he obviously had his claws into me. And that's my, that's my story anyway. If you want to know more detail, come and ask me and I'll tell you. It's too long a story. <laughs> That's cool. Next one. Did, did Jesus ever get ill like a common cold? How can we ever answer that? There's nothing in the Bible about such a thing. <laughs> I would imagine he did get a cold. I would imagine he did, but no one knows, right? Is the person who asked this question here. Was it you? Can, can we just give a golf ripple, please? So a round of applause. Like, I think it's an awesome question. So genuinely, awesome. um, I, with the full list that we had of questions, I read through all of them. When we got to this question, I was like, wow. I, like, I have no idea. But I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I was like, actually, did he get ill? Because like, he took on human form. Like we talk about, and I remember at Christmas this year, actually, we one of the things that really hit me was we were talking about in a couple of the services, we were talking about actually that it's not only that he came to earth, but he came and he took on human form. Like that is an amazing thing for like our God to take on a human form. And if you take on a human form, you are thus vulnerable to the common cold, right? But then actually, Boom. you were imperfect. And so basically, I have sent Josiah a link this evening so he can share it with all of you guys. Yes. Um, so I did some research, and there's a blog on Head, Heart, and Hand. Has anyone ever read Head, Heart, and Hand? It's no. really cool. It's good. It's, it's like, if you want to go deeper, um, then have a look in here. And there's a piece basically on the exact topic of did God ever get ill? And they talk about there being the four possible states of human nature. And I would go into it, but I still don't really understand it. Um, but the point being, I thought it was an awesome conversation, uh, question. And I think it would be a good one for you guys to have a look at. Look at the blog. It's really interesting, but I don't know. <laughs> they said no. At uh, the no. blog. Well, they said, mm. though, again, they, no one knows, but they said they didn't think they would have been Their because of not. the nature that he came. Interesting. Very, uh, very thought-provoking question. Cool. Oh, no. <laughs> Next one. You're holding the mic. No, just really what nice. is your best dance move? And please do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, but don't, don't do the... Okay. Okay, so firstly... Firstly, I do enjoy dancing, but I'm not very good at dancing, all right? So, um, <laughs> one of the things that when, when I met my wife now, who wasn't my wife then, one of the things we used to do is we used to do like comedy dancing. You know, you do like kind of like the fishing rod and you yes. do the fishing rod and you kind of like do like big boss, small boss, little bits. But we used to do, has anyone ever done like the basketball? <laughs> 
tumbleweed. But okay, what, what so can I have a volunteer? Like volunteer, yeah, cool. Okay, so yes. no, you don't need any music. So we're just we're just bopping around. I'm gonna ditch this. Mine's is not audio. Oh, there you go. We've got some music. <laughs> Show us. That one's got a first. All right. Um. Running Man. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo <laughs> Got some, uh, some footwork. Some uh, fancy footwork. Jim? No, I'm fast Jim, Jim, Jim was there when they wrote the Bible, so he, he's done a lot of dancing, haven't you? Oh, that's a good one. Jim was there at creation. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You, this guy, this guy gives as good as he takes. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> when was the first time that you experienced God's Holy Spirit over you? Oh God! This is about 1971. When I was in the hospital. Again, it's a long story. I don't want to go into it. Otherwise, I'd be here half the night. But that was when I realized some episode of mine when I was in the hospital. Afterwards, I realized that it was God, mm. Holy Spirit, nudging me because I wasn't at that time, 1960-odd, I wasn't a Christian, I wasn't going to church, but this was the first nudge that mm. he was giving me, that he wanted me. And I didn't realize that for long afterwards. But that's, the story, that's it, but I won't go into the detail. Great. Cool. So I can't remember the first time, but I do remember uh, an experience where, I, again, I went around my mum's house, and um, she had a friend around, and um, while her friend was around, she was saying, hey, Ricks, um, you, know, uh, your you know, my cousin's son ha has got an issue. He's, like, under a year old, and he's, he's been rushed to hospital, and she just told me, she, so she said, oh, can you, you know, let's pray for him. And so I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then her friend who she was with, she wasn't a Christian or anything, and they, she didn't really want to, so she hung out with her. So I went into the room next door, and I was like, oh, I'm going to pray for him. So um, as I was praying, I felt, I felt the Holy Spirit just completely convict me, and I was on my knees, and it was like this just kind of uh, adrenaline rush, you could call it that, but it was such a beautiful sense of sweet peace all over me. And then I, and then I felt the Holy Spirit say, you need to go and pray for the child in person. And I was like... Birmingham, Charles in Birmingham, right? I was like, Birmingham? I don't want to go to Birmingham. I've got plans tomorrow. I can't go to Birmingham. These are, these are the kinds of conversations you have with God, right? Out of, a, you know, his authority and everything, right? Well, your plans not to be Yeah, exactly. My plans were not to be in Birmingham, right? Uh, and then so, yeah, in the end, I ended up going to Birmingham the next day. I told my mom. She came with me. We prayed over him. You know, he had a heart issue. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's like 10, 11 years old now. He's awesome. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. So it's an amazing experience. Um, so, again, I've ditched first from this question, apologies. Um, uh, so really interestingly, and I think this is, this is something that I've been reflecting on, that I, that's the, the small story I'm going to say now, I'd, I've, before this week, I'd not said in this building. In fact, I don't think I'd said to any part of our St. Saviour's family before. Um, and yet this was also a, a, a story that I shared on Tuesday night when we actually met at men's ministry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Big up the men's. Um, 
And so, again, whilst I was working overseas with, with Sarah, um, how, many, how many of you guys have met Sarah? Have you ever met Sarah? Yeah, kind of, most, okay, cool. Um, which Sarah? My Sarah. Which my Sarah? my Sarah, that's possessive. I don't uh, have any kind of, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Brimble is the actual, anyway. Um, so, ah, uh, so we were out there working and um, the conditions of the roads aren't so good, the standard of driving isn't so good, and long story short, um, Sarah was involved in a pretty significant car accident. Um, the 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 vehicle that she was in just had her and one other passenger no sorry her and one other person the other person was the driver um, the driver was was killed on impact um, uh, with, with the accident and it was it, it was pretty terminal um, and as the car was completing its spin from the impact it was heading towards uh, like a sheer drop. Um, Calf literally stopped, and over time we probably exaggerated this a bit, but um, Sarah says that it stopped within kind of 50 meters, um, so like here to the, I don't know, here to the table. Mm. Um, and if, if the car had gone over, it would have been completely sheer drop. Um, as it was, um, uh, Sarah was amazingly blessed. Like, it was a miracle. Um, she had a cut on her shoulder, a cut on her ear, and that was pretty much it. Um, but where I was, I, I wasn't in the car with her. Um, I was a little way away, and we got a call um, from Sarah. She was confused. She didn't really know what happened. She was panicking. She'd been involved in a trauma, right? Um, and it was just at that time when she said about how she'd been in an accident. There was blood everywhere, and uh, she was being taken to hospital, and then it cut off. We didn't really know what was happening. Um, and I was, very, I was very fortunate in that I was there with a good friend of mine, a uh, Bolivian friend and uh, another lady, and they just prayed over me. Um, uh, they just prayed over me really hard, prayed for Sarah's protection, prayed that everything was okay. Um, as it was, the miracle had already happened. We weren't aware, we didn't know the details, but that God's protection over her was amazing, and then the, the love that I felt when I was having I was having these two women pray pray over me was just phenomenal and I mean I can I can like it feels like I'm there now sort of thing um, but yeah it was a huge blessing wow cool thanks for sharing that's great I might just wow. do it twice a week now do it um, <laughs> twice a week every week but next Share. I think like when some 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 bad stuff is going to happen to you like it's going to happen and actually it's good not to forget about it and it's yeah. good that actually like. God, God stepped in. God in did something moment. amazing on that day, and I think it's—I I don't think it's coincidence that I've talked about it twice in a week, and I, yeah. I just—it's brought it back to me, and like just to be really thankful for it, to, and for her. He's highlighted that again for you to exactly be grateful and give, give him thanks. Exactly, that's great. Cool. Um, we have time for a couple, only a couple more oh, no. questions. But uh, let's go with um, what is your favorite verse and why? Okay, so I can segue from that. So my favorite verse, which was the verse that was prayed over me, um, is Ephesians 3.20. Um, and that reads, uh, New International Version, um, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we may ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. The reason I love it is because it's immeasurably more than we can imagine, and I can imagine quite a lot, and yet he can still do billion miles more than that uh, and then the other part of it is that it's that power is not his he doesn't hold that and retain it he puts it in us and so we with with him can do so much more than we can ever imagine and it's just to put our faith in him and go for it that's good that's great <clears throat> mine's is philippines 4 
verse 6. Um, so my background, I, 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 had a, I went through some depression when I was about 20, and I really struggled with anxiety. It was a really, really big deal. And this verse got me through it, um, and it still stands with me today, every day almost. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, yeah, that was, that was massive for me. I like, uh, well, there's so much in there. Like Jim said earlier, if you ever want to know any part of that story and, and, and how God sort of delivered me through that, you can grab me anytime. Amazing. John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. And the reason I like that, because that is the whole gospel encapsulated in one long sentence. Mm. That's really good. Oh, I'll move on. Cool. We're going to do a, a speed round. Go on, speed round. A few minutes till, uh, till, till 9 o'clock. So we're just going to fire these off. All right. Boom. What's, what is your best time of the year? Autumn. Not too hot, not too cold, and no hay fever. February, because the days start to change and get a little bit longer, and you can leave in the light time. Now. Now. Nice one, Jim. Who's your favorite Christian speaker? So, oh, man, I thought about this. Speed round. Speed round. Speed round. Speed round. Time's up. Pete Craig. John Mark Comer. He's an American speaker. Uh, He has a church, a mega church, in Portland, Oregon. And he spoke at New Wine last Last year. year. He took the major part at... Every, hour, every morning for an hour he spoke on being a disciple of Jesus and his talk was absolutely riveting. I, so much so that I bought the whole seven DVDs of his talks and I listened to them over and over again. That's great. Got to borrow them Can from you. Can we get a quick definition of speed round? Speed round. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Two seconds. Okay. What is, what is your dream car? Lamborghini Murcielago. Spell that. Uh, 1964 Aston DB5. Dream car? I don't have a dream car. I simply don't dream about cars. You, you, roll, uh, you rock a Honda Civic, though. He loves his Honda. Um, have you ever felt God speak to you, and what did he say? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, um, a fair few times. Uh, the most recent thing he said to me was when I walked into St. Saviour's Church, and he said, welcome home, now come and help build my church. Wow, that's great. Uh, nothing specific. <laughs> Speed round. What are we talking about? When God spoke to you, when you heard God speak. Have you ever felt God speak to you? What did he say? I told you earlier on about that, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Um, what's your favorite song? I Surrender uh, or Solution by Hillsong United. Ooh, great. Uh, the Luckiest by Ben Falls Five. 10,000 Reasons. 10,000 Reasons. Nice. All right. Good worship songs. Why isn't there world peace? Because I think people don't live in love. We touched on the meaning of life being about love. I think people don't live in love, and we forget that we all have the ability to change the world through love. Speed round. That was fast. The answer is man. Man. The fall of man. Same answer. Too many men, too many selfish ambitions, and they don't care how they get there. They just want to rule the world. I mean, we'll never have peace while you've got people like that leading it. Mm-hmm. So world leaders who have selfish ambition. Um, how do you get into a relationship with God? You're already in a relationship with God. The main thing is that you develop your relationship with God. Boom. Uh, same way you get into a relationship with a lover. You find out about her or him 
ask friends, read up about it, and then you take a leap of faith and you go for it. Boom. That's great. I can't add anything to that. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you know if you're in a relationship with God? Uh, when you listen to him. When you listen to him. When you actively pursue a life with him. Boom. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite film? The Matrix, the whole trilogy. I don't care what people say. All three of them, no. So I, w I was tempted by Star Wars. I went by Star Wars. So I've gone with Back to the Future, the first one. Oh, that's a great one. Local Vancouverite actor. Oh, the best, I'm sorry, mine has to be the war films. One of the war films. Yeah, you know, the Dan Busters, Battle of Britain, yep. various other things like that. I'm afraid I'm out of date with modern, with modern films. There's one called Fury with Brad Pitt, which was, uh, was a great war film. Inglorious. Yes. What are you doing? Uh, do all Christians go to heaven? Yes. Boom. Yes. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, do you play Fortnite? Yes, actually, I just downloaded it. These two don't, so I can take their time. Uh, I just downloaded it a couple of weeks ago. I had one go. Uh, need some help. So um, PlayStation Rix316, that's my uh, <laughs> your, tag. Your handle. Uh, do you play Fortnite? I had to ask what Fortnite was. I thought it was just a period of 14 days. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I've never played Woodster, it. Woodster, come on, we're good, we're good, we're good. This is the first thing I've done wrong. Come on, ready salted crisps, buddy. We've ready still got ready salted crisps. crisps. We still have ready salted. Don't do this to me. Final question, why do you love God? Why do you love God? Because he's done everything for me. Like, mm. he, he's everything that's good about this world and he gives us a perfect image as to how we should live our life. And when, when I turn to him, things are made better. When I turn from him, they tend to get worse. Great. Solid answer. Big question. Uh, but I was down and out, completely out. Mm -hmm. I was checked out of life. I was gone, and then he gave me a second chance. And so I'm just a happy, positive, boosted, woo, God give me a second Ooh. chance. And I guess he blows my mind. Yeah, well, I wrote this down. And because I wrote this down because he's the source of my peace, my well-being, and my love, which is more or less what I said earlier on. Because I'm able to love others because he first loved me. Mm. Mm. Woo! Great. And that's uh, that's it for questions. Can I can I just say, like, on behalf of the men's ministry, um, just thank you so much for inviting us on on uh, Friday Night Youth. We feel like we're young and cool. No? Okay. But um, thanks for inviting <laughs> us. And, and we're really hoping that, um, you know, uh, if, if there's anything that you ever need from the men's ministry, give us a shout. We don't buy it. We'll be more than happy to help you with uh, any questions mm -hmm. that you might have. That's great. Let's give these guys a round of applause. Woo! Woo! Thank you, guys. Well spoken. Well spoken. For more information, please go to www.stsaviorsunbury.org.uk.